Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. We come to you today on a day with sadness, grief, anger at what has happened in Israel in the last 26 hours. This is 8.30 a.m. live Eastern Time. About 26 hours ago, there was a horrendous attack on Israel, and we want to talk about it, give some background to it. We'll pray for the situation Israel here in just a moment. But first, a little bit of background. A lot of people wonder what's going on, what's the situation, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy over there? Well, today it's pretty obvious who the bad guy is. Uh, after after the surprise, unprovoked attack in Israel yesterday, as of now, we're hearing casualties of, of about 350, mostly civilians, not entirely, some military, but mostly civilians who were killed in their homes, in their beds as they slept, as people invaded their homes, as they shot them and killed them in their beds, as they paraded them through the city, dragged them out of cars. Again, we're talking here about civilians in attacks that were aimed at civilians as aimed at the Jewish people in Israel. Let's get a little bit of background. First, a little a map here. As you can see, if you're on the YouTube, if you're on the podcast, you'll just have to hear my my uh, explanation. But if you're on YouTube watching, uh, you can see that this is the land of Israel. And over here in the left corner or the southwest corner is a place called Gaza. And Gaza is uh, uh, controlled by is Palestinians. About two million people live in this small sliver of land. Of course, Israel is a small nation. It's about the size of New Jersey. You can drive from one side from the east side to the west side, you can drive it. At some places, it's only a matter of 15, 20 miles wide. It's not a long drive across. Other places, a little bit wider, but you can drive across it in uh, not very long time. And indeed, if there were invasions from around here, of course, that could happen uh, quickly. And places like Jerusalem and Tel Aviv would be easily and quickly uh, indefensible by a sneak attack. And what's what we saw yesterday is a sneak attack. Anyway, down in Gaza, why are people there? What's the situation? Who are these Palestinians? It's important to know a little bit of the history of Israel. Of course, you go way back, God gave this land to the to Abraham and his descendants way back, you know, 3,500 or more years ago. And when God gave it to them, he said, this will be your land. Look upon it. And God Almighty gave it to, his, to each, uh, Abraham and to his descendants to have forever. Well, they were there until, set, you know, there's different dispersions, 485, 46 BC. The temple was destroyed. They were dispersed to Babylon. They came back 70 years later. And then in 70 AD, they were destroyed by the Romans and led captive and dispersed into all the nations of the earth. And they began came, coming back in the late 1800s. And, then the, and of course, in the World War II, after the Holocaust and the terrible, terrible uh, effort by the Nazis to eradicate the Jewish people, it was determined that they deserved a homeland. And indeed, they were given uh, the United Nations gave them this land. Now, when they came back, it was pretty much a wasteland. It was not a developed place. It was pretty much a wasteland. And and as they came back and became a nation in 75 years ago, in May for, on May 14th of 1948, the very next day, 
Arab nations that surrounded declared war upon Israel. And they told the Arab people, they said, get out of here. We're going to come destroy the Jews. We're going, to, we're going to destroy this new nation. You evacuate for your own safety. And uh, once we win, you can come back and you'll have the land. Well, a number of them evacuated. A number of them said, we, we're not part of uh, this new state of Israel. We don't like the Jews. We don't, want to, we don't want to be a part of this. They evacuated. The war was launched. And lo and behold, Israel wasn't defeated, even though the war was launched a day after they became a nation. Miraculously, they survived as a nation. And they won that war. Of course, never, never truly ended. But when hostilities ceased, formal hostilities ceased, Israel was still standing. Well... All the people who had de departed and, and left, now they wanted to come back. And Israel said, uh-uh, no coming back now. You showed your true colors. You can't be trusted. You're not Israeli people. And so these people ended up in refugee camps. And the Arab nations that had told them to depart, told them to flee, did they welcome them in? Uh-uh. And to this day, they're not welcoming them in. They're still refugees. Israel says, you're ref you're not a part of us and the arab nations that have told them you're not part of us and this has now gone on for 75 years we're now obviously into new generations half the people who live in gaza are children are, are under eight i think age 18 maybe in 15 half the people are under 15 the population's growing quickly and yet it's it's a uh uh, it's an isolated population. There is no real economy in Gaza. There's nothing they're doing. They're simply stuck there. Now, you say, well, why don't you let them into Israel now? Well, yesterday showed us why. They hate Israel. They want to destroy it. They, they, they want to kill these people. And, and it was pretty evident how, how, what they would do if, they were, if barriers would come down and they were allowed into the land. Well, why not take them into the Arab countries? Since these are Arab people, good question. But the Arab countries don't want them. Maybe they want them as a political pawn. I don't know. But there's, there's certainly, uh, you know, a thorn in the side of Israel. And if you don't like Israel, to leave them there, leave these people there suffering, have their grievances, being angry, certainly is an advantage to nations that don't like Israel. Uh, why not have a two-state solution? Why not let them become their own nation, their own state, and then they'd be happy? Well, would they? Israel has had one primary objective. If you want to have your own state, you must declare that we have a right, we Israel have a right to exist. And they won't do that. They say Israel does not have the right to exist. This land does not belong to them. They want it all back. And from they, they have songs from the Jordan River here all the way to the sea. It will be Palestinian. It will, be, it will no longer be Jewish again. And so these people who are in Gaza, uh, by and large, uh, by and large, they want the destruction and death of the Jews in Israel. And they want to reclaim the land as their own. Now, there's so much we could talk about. The Six-Day War in 1967, whereby Israel regained what's known as the West Bank, all this territory, and they regained uh, the holy sites in Jerusalem. That was a major event in, in the Six-Day War in June of 1967. And then we have what's known as the Yom Kippur War, which was 50 years ago. Two, it, it was 
yesterday's attack was launched 50 years and one day after the Yom Kippur War, which again, Israel's enemies have a habit, have a pattern of attacking Israel on religious holidays. Yesterday was the end of a religious holiday, and it was their Sabbath. And in Israel, the Sabbath is followed and respected. It's, it's not a day of work. The, the nation pretty much shuts down, at least the, the religious part of it, which is a significant part of the nation, shuts down. And, uh, and, and that's when they were attacked on their Sabbath day, which is a day of rest, a day many, many businesses are closed. And again, it was a sneak attack and unprovoked, and, un, and, and they weren't ready for it. They weren't ready for it. It was ugly. It was their 9-11. Let's be straightforward about that. It was their 9-11 in which uh, they were not ready, and, and what happened was horrendous. It was horrendous. It was barbaric. It was evil. Um, so today, why not? So today, we have this problem. And you've got millions of people, and you have this group called Hamas here, and then up in the northern part of the country, in, in uh, Lebanon, you have another country, another terrorist organization called Hezbollah, and it is much bigger, much more well-equipped, because technically Gaza is still under uh, Israeli, uh, 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 Israel is able to guard what goes in and out of there, and there's minimal amount of weaponry, and still they shot somewhere between two and 5,000 rockets into Israel yesterday, two and 5,000 rockets in a matter of hours. This is a bombardment that their defense systems were just overwhelmed, overwhelmed. Uh, Hezbollah, much bigger, much stronger, much more well-equipped, much more military and a, and a larger army. Uh, they may come into this. Why? Why? Because who's behind it all? Who's behind it all is is the the main terrorist actor in the Middle East is Iran, and Iran is the one who equips and and pays for and provides for Hamas down in Gaza and for Hezbollah up in in uh, Lebanon and for Islamic Jihad, which also operates in Gaza and in the West Bank area here, and these terrorist organizations, the head of the snake. The one that's behind it, the one that's funding it, the one that's offering the support and the guidance is Iran. And this is particularly upsetting for us Americans because Iran Iran has been our enemy since 1979 when they overthrew the Shah of Iran and, and held our hostages, held 52 of our embassy workers hostage in, uh, in their temp embassy for over a year in our embassy for over a year when they took that over. And it was a humiliating time, and we've been at war ever since. And regularly, including yesterday, in their parliament, in their parliament, the, the parliamentarians, their, their national leaders were seen gathered shouting, death to Israel, death to Israel, death to America, death to Israel, death to America. These are our enemies. Now, interestingly, let's, let's realize this, that under our previous administration, President Trump took some bold stands in Israel. He moved the, the, the embassy, the American embassy, from uh, Tel Aviv to Israel, which many people from Tel Aviv here, which is a modern city that has been rebuilt, which is a modern city, and much of Israel has been built now by the Israelis. It wasn't that way when they arrived there 75 years ago. Uh, Tel Aviv, and... and uh, <clears throat> 
they moved it to Jerusalem, the spiritual capital, what they consider the capital. And then we were told, Trump was told, you do that, there'll be riots, you're, you're going to start a conflict. But he showed bold leadership and all the worry warts and all the fear mongering did not come to pass. It did not come to pass. And they, we learned something, that these people uh, respect strength. There's peace through strength. And he also, realizing President Trump realizing the threat of Iran, cut off the, the nuclear uh, deal that was being worked on to prevent them from getting nuclear weapons, which actually was going to let them get nuclear weapons in about 10 years. And he said, no, we're, instead we're going to put sanctions on. We're going to prevent them. We see these people are evil. We can't be appeasing them. We can't be giving them money like the Obama administration had done. And the promise that you're not going to bomb Israel, we'll give you $50 billion. They, and, and somehow these people, they, why they trust these people, why they say, okay, we'll believe what you say. You see what they do. They're filled with anger and hatred and murder. You don't trust people like this. You don't deal with people like this. You defeat people like this. And so the, the strategy of President Obama and the strategy now of President Biden is to appease them, to get along with them, to give them money, to say, to think you can buy with your money, you can buy peace. And the pre strategy of President Trump was peace through strength. And we did not see these type attacks under President Trump. And we did see them under President Obama. And we do see them under President Biden now. And why? Because America is a powerful nation. And America has tremendous influence in the Middle East. And these people respect strength. They respect when they, 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 they have their value system is not peace and democracy. Their value system is to fear strength. This is why, to be honest, the Bush administration, a little history here, the Bush administration, after 9-11, we thought that all the problem, what's the problem, is they, they need democracy. And because they don't have democracy is why people are upset and doing things like what happened to us on 9-11. And so if one nation after another, we, we force them into a democracy, and lo and behold, what did the people? They elected terrorist governments. They didn't elect moderate Muslim Arab governments. They elected uh, uh, extremists. And indeed, that's what happened in Gaza. And that's why we, that, that's what led to more and more war. That's what led to Israel pulling out in 2005 and saying to Gaza, you can self-govern, but we're not going to let you, we're still going to put a border around you and we're not going to let you do illegal stuff. And it's become a, it's just become a, a, a wasteland. There's nothing productive going on there. There's just filled with anger and hatred towards Israel, and we saw it spill over yesterday. Well, we're about to have a big war there. It's going to be ugly. Israel, the leaders of Israel, they remember the Holocaust. If they didn't survive it themselves personally, they know people who did, and they know people who, who were not there. We think of Israel having a right to this land. I think there's three reasons I stand with Israel. Number one, they have a biblical right to the land. God gave it to the descendants of of uh, Abraham in Genesis 12, he says, those who bless you, I will bless. Those who curse you, I will curse. God gave them the land. There's a blessing there. Secondly, they have a moral right to the land after what was done in the Holocaust 
and the nations of the earth came together and said, we will give them this land for their own safety and protection. The Jews have been a persecuted people for a long time. They can have their own land. They can have their own defenses. They can be safe in this land. They have a moral right. And they are our most trusted ally in the Middle East. They've stood with us over and again. They deserve our support, and indeed, we we do provide it. Terror, I think it's important that we ask ourselves, what is terror? Terror is the deliberate targeting of civilians and acts of violence in order to achieve political goals. This is what Hamas does. This is what Hezbollah does. They're not targeting the military, although obviously if they, they took down a tank yesterday and, and got some soldiers, but they're targeting civilians. And indeed, this is what Hamas does. Hamas uh, puts their military weapons they hide them in a hospital or in an elementary school or in neighborhoods. Right now, you can be sure that the dozens and dozens, maybe up to 160 or more people who were taken hostage uh, and are back in, in Gaza now, you can be sure that these Israeli citizens are right near uh, the very spots that Israel would want to bomb and take out their military installations. They're being used as human shields. And uh, this is what this is what Hamas does. This is what Hezbollah does. This is their. Uh, th- this is one of the evil things about how they see warfare. Basically, rules of a just war say you aim at military targets. You aim at, at, at uh, you aim at the military, and and even you're supposed to be wearing a uniform, and that's who you go attack. And sure, sometimes civilians are hit. It's called collateral damage, but they're never the target. They're not to be the target, and indeed. In, in uh, terror and in these these uh, Islamic militants from like Hamas and Hezbollah and Islamic Jihad, their targets are civilian because their goal is not to fight a war. Their goal is to terrorize and destroy a nation and gain political power. Well, I could go on. I could go on. I stand with Israel. I hope you do too. We pray for them. Israel does not fool around when it comes to terrorism. We go there annually. We've been going there annually for some time. If you fly in on Israeli air, uh, airlines, you know that they take their they they uh, screen you in ways beyond what Americans do. They they they're smart. They make sure you're not getting on their plane if you're a terrorist. They're smart. They know what they're doing, and um, it's not about political correctness. It's about winning. And indeed, you can know that the Israeli response, which has already begun, it will be brutal, it'll be harsh, it'll be strong, it'll be an effort to wipe out and destroy Hamas. We pray that Hezbollah up in the north will not enter into this. We pray Islamic Jihad will not enter this, although there's a good chance they will, because again, who's behind it all? Iran. And Iran wants Israel to be surrounded. Hezbollah in the north, uh, Hamas in the south. Islamic Jihad coming in from the east and uh, wanting to surround them, and they called a ring of fire, and their goal is to destroy Israel. That's it. They're not peace, to destroy them. This is what they've been very, very clear about. This is why they cannot get a nuclear weapon. These people are madmen. These people are, are driven by rage. They are driven by an uh, an evil ideology that is hate, hatred of the Jews, and dare I say, even in the, na- in the name of religion, hatred of God. That's what it is, the hatred of God. Let's us pray right now for our, our friends, our brothers and sisters, our allies. By the way, I've been in contact with our uh, good friend and tour guide over there that we've used through the years. Uh, his family, they live near Jerusalem. 
here. They live near Jerusalem in about this area in your map. And uh, he's told me that they have been safe, but indeed they've heard lots of explosions nearby and they hope that they will be, will be safe. Um, again, Israel has cut off water and electricity to Gaza and their troops are amassing and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be quite an attack. They have told because they don't target civilians. They have told the civilian population to move to safe areas. They're going to come in and they're going to seek to rescue their hot, the hostages and they're going to seek to wipe out and destroy Hamas. And they've said, basically, they've given notice, move to safe areas because we're coming. And if you're an innocent bystander, get out of there. If you stick around, we're going to assume you're an enemy combatant. Father in heaven, our hearts are grieving and sad and weighed down and heavy at the evil that we saw yesterday. The attacks on innocent civilians, on women, on children, on the elderly, the brutal, brutal treatment of innocent people, the brutal treatment of, of women. Lord, we just shudder to think of how they're being treated now, those who are being held hostage, the hatred. And Lord, it's so sad that many of these, they're doing it in the name of their God, the name of their religion, and they're shouting Allah Akbar as they, as they torture and murder people. And Father, our heart breaks. We pray for your glory. We pray for your honor, for your integrity. We pray that oh, the true God would arise. Lord, I pray, I pray that the evildoers would be defeated soundly. I pray you'd bring peace and security to this land. I pray, Lord, for those who are being held hostage, give them comfort. Might they cry out to you? Might they know the true God, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ? How we pray, Lord, that even in the midst of these tragedies, the people of Israel would turn to you and would find Yeshua the Messiah. We pray for the leadership of Israel. Lord, give them wisdom, courage, uh, discernment, and, and, and creative ideas in how to prevail. We pray, Lord, for the leadership of Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran. They'd be taken down and defeated. And we pray, Lord, that you'd confuse them. We pray for the leadership of America, that our leaders would know who the good guys are and know who the bad guys are and stand firmly and courageously and unwaveringly with Israel on this, we pray. Lord, we, we pray so many things to ask for. We pray you'd comfort the grieving today. We pray, Lord, for a solution. I just think of, of uh, Lord, all these two million people and others, they, they can't stay there forever and do nothing without becoming angry. We pray for solutions. We pray that there'd be a spirit of forgiveness. We pray for a revival amongst the Palestinians, that they would find Jesus. We, we, Lord, they have no, their religion does not offer forgiveness. Their, their religion is about vengeance. I pray they'd come to Christ and find the power of forgiveness and a new creation and a new start. Oh, Father, be, be glorified somehow. All this evil, all this evil going on in this part of the world, we pray you'd be glorified somehow. You turn this evil into good. And we ask for it, and we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. <coughs> Thank you for being with me today. There's a little heavier le- message than normal. We got into this. This this is not just geopolitics, my friends. 
This is biblical, and this is moral, and this is important, and it's important that Christians understand and stand with Israel on this. We are Israel's greatest allies here in the United States. They realize that. We, we evangelical Christians, are their greatest allies. And I think it's important that we stand with us, and our leaders do as well. Keep them in prayer. Uh, pray for their safety. Again, we, we, I know, have a number of friends in Israel now, and they're all asking for prayer, prayer support. They need miraculous protection from God. And indeed, I think I've told a story here when a, 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 Israel, a former Israeli uh, commander in the IDF that I was visiting with here in May for quite some time, and he told me, listen, wars are won by courage. He said, we have the weapons, but they're outnumbered. They're outnumbered so much. He said, they're won by courage. And believe me, I pray they would have stand with courage. And I pray you and I would be courageous. So this Israeli defense minister, uh, uh, excuse me, commander, uh, he's retired now, but he and I had a lengthy conversation. And he said, listen, the struggles we have in America, it's the same spirit, the spirit of evil that has come upon, uh, that is in there attacking them the same spirit attacking us here in America. And he said, what, what will be won by is courage. So I pray you and I will be courageous people. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. We come here every day, get in the Word of God, talk about it. I hope you'll join us tomorrow. I'll be here at 8.30 a.m. live. I hope you will as well. If you're new, welcome. I hope you subscribe to the channel. Join us regularly. Share with your friends. Like the video on the way out. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.